And hey, Friday evening, everyone. And what can I say? It's been hot and humid here in Houston. We had a little bit of rain yesterday, and does it pull it off? No, it raises it a couple of degrees. Why? Because all it did was add to the moisture in the air. But, I mean, it is Houston. We kind of expect it. I mean, after all, December is probably in... December is probably going to be 80 degrees. So, well, what the hell? It's August already. I mean, next month's what? Sweat timber and then hot tober. <laughs> I mean, that's the way we name months around here. False winter November. That is very creative. I've actually never heard of those. And I, you know, was born here. So I love those. Those are, we need to like write those down. Those are great. I love them. Sweat timber and hot tober. Yes. And trust me, it's hot all the way until the end of October. <laughs> but we do have our rainy season and usually that's October. But this year it was in June instead of May. So I don't know what we're going to have coming up this year. It's going to be interesting. Two, the last two years, our weather's been really funky. I mean, like really off. Yeah. 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 yeah it was only what? Below 30 for a week here in Houston? I, I mean, lost my God. All <laughs> of our beehives because of it. But yeah, we had like pipes bursting. We had water shut off. We had no heat or no electricity, which meant no heat. And so, yeah, the weather's just needs to stop. You need to invest in a generator. Those save lives. <laughs> we, we have a buck stove, so that actually saved our behind big time. Anyway, we are here today with Robert Sturman, who is an award-winning photographer. And I believe he, I'm not going to do the years, but I believe it was the Grammy and the FIFA games. Yes. And... I'm definitely going to want to hear about that because I'm sure you met a lot of interesting people like we do at the conventions that we go to. Yeah, but no one as interesting as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell them our backstory. <laughs> I love that. You just like came out. Oh my gosh, I'm for it. I love that. I know oh, everybody that knows about the behind the scenes stuff before we jump online. <laughs> so. <laughs> But I did post your website on there, so if anybody's interested, go look at this stuff. But right now, I think you're more doing pictures for yoga, for traumas, and you go around the world taking these pictures, and military, and prison, and stuff like that. Yeah, I just I decided that yoga was, it was such a beautiful, poetic, figurative gesture that I could tell a story of human beings in pursuit of being better at being human. So basically I just, it's, it's just, it's a language that I use to tell a very positive story of humanity. And I noticed that every type of person all over the world was trying to, to be better at life. And one of the things that they were using was this practice called yoga and meditation. And so I decided to photograph people all over the world doing that to tell a, a really positive story about humanity. Well, what's been one of the most interesting places that you've gone to with these photographers, photography, not photographers, photography? I mean, I would say that I, I there's been so many. I've, I photographed at the Braille Institute, was which was completely fascinating because you're, you're photographing human beings that 
have never seen before and they're allowing me to see them. So that was one, uh, working in prisons has always really fascinated me because I realized in the prisons that the camera was just an excuse to pay attention to another human being and reflect back to them that they're worthy of being seen. And so I, you know, I was working with people that were on the covers of magazines, and then I would go into these prisons and work with people. And, and I noticed that everybody had the same desire and that was to be seen, acknowledged. Because when you pay attention to somebody, they light up. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, going to the prisons, I mean, was there any kind of fear at all with? Oh, yeah. At first there was because I was so uh, conditioned by the media and watched so many prison shows and, and everything is about a, a murder, or this or that. But so I was I thought for sure that something was going to happen because it's so sensationalized in on television. And mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I started going in there that um, I did realize that. Well, first of all, I'm in the yoga class and there's not really going to be something going on in there because the people that come to that class are, are, are trying to better themselves. But I was definitely scared, like irrationally scared at first. It's a little, it's, it was silly. So, well, I mean, every... It's intimidating. You know, first of all, you're going to someplace that you don't know. Yeah. With people that you don't know, in a situation that you don't know, and they don't exactly make it welcoming. You know, empty your pockets, empty everything else, go through this transition and that transition, everything. So it's intimidating. So it's kind of understandable. And then once you've been through it a few times, you kind of relax a little bit more. And I'm sure that the guys in the jail started noticing that you were relaxing a little bit as well, and they probably started relaxing as well. Oh yeah, they read. They know me better than I know myself. They can read human beings. <laughs> I mean, you figure, like she just said, it's more, I guess, a conditioning. And with the programs that we do watch, it's a condition where it's like, oh, my God, it's only this type of. I mean, there's other people in the prisons other than murderers. I mean, you're going to have even, I guess, high-end shoplifters, people with drug issues. I mean, you're going to have all sorts of stuff in there. It's not just one group of people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, exactly. Shoplifters, people that are that that got caught had the three strike law and got caught with marijuana are serving some of them serving life sentences. So I mean it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. So you also did several other different places. So when you're transitioning from one to the other, it's kind of like when we have people on here, we get to know the person behind the face. Is it kind of the same theory for you when you go to photographer, photograph people from like the Grammys to, you know, the prisons to the soccer to the World Cup stuff? You know, you're kind of getting to know the person behind the name. Yeah, for me, when I have my camera in my hand, I just have one goal and it's ferocious. And it's just to to see the beauty in the person in front of me and just search for it and, and photograph that. And that gets me excited. And I start to uh, really just fall in love with what I'm looking at and they can feel that. And so they start to light up as well. But that's how it is. It doesn't matter who it is. 
-hmm. whether it's in prison or for uh, somebody that's going to be on the cover of a magazine. Well, and when you're dealing with people with PTSD, specifically military, um, I know my husband was in a documentary from when he was going through PTSD time and he did not look the same as he does now. Like I would not have recognized him if I didn't know him, that that was him in the movie. And so it's like when people are going through these hefty traumatic experiences, no matter what it's from or where it's through, they are a different person and you can see it in their eyes. So do you ever get the option of seeing them from go to woe from when you run into them, when they're in the beginning of the traumas to the end? And do you ever compare the pictures? I do have, uh, that's the, the beauty of photography is you're always connected with everybody that you photograph. So there have been many, many people that have been in prison that I worked with that contacted me when they were released asking if they could uh, get a copy of the photographs. Mm-hmm. And I do notice that, that um, because they had a deep desire to heal, they are transformed. You know, and I and I've worked with a lot of people like breast cancer survivors who uh, were going through chemo when I worked with them first. And then seven years later, working with them again and them just exuding such light because they did their work. They healed. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. I mean, I do know the cancer part for sure. You know, I've been battling that for 12 years, and I'm sure that people can see a difference between me from 12 years ago to now. And my mind has changed completely as well. And it's like now it's just I'm more of the type that let's go have fun. Let's go do something. Let's live life. Let's not just sit around, mope around. Oh, it's got me. No, you you really got to bring it out and fight it. Beautiful. Now, now with the with the pictures and the photography and it's like you do you it's almost i guess for me it would be like you have to wait for that one moment and then all right there it is and then that's when you start snapping the pictures i mean can you explain how that process goes it's definitely all about seeing when i was uh, at uh in art school i had an assignment where we loaded an old camera with one sheet of film so, and this was before Photoshop was invented. So you couldn't, you, there was no sentence, I'll fix it later in Photoshop. So basically that one sheet of film. So the assignment was, you have the whole day to make one exposure. And once it's made, you're done. So what that taught me to do was to really pay attention and to realize that if you really pay attention, the whole world is conspiring for that decisive moment that you're talking about right now. So rather than subscribing to the belief system that maybe if I snap 10,000 images, I might just get lucky and get one. I mean, that never seemed very um, Zen-like to me. So mm. but paying attention and, and really being present and enjoying what you're seeing. And like you are with having fun now, you're you're probably much more awake now because of all that you, you went through. And so in putting that in, in when you're holding the camera, it's just waiting for the entire, everything to conspire into perfection and being very relaxed and then taking the picture. 
I take pictures, but I usually do landscapes. Yeah. But it's like a lot of times it's learning and training yourself to look beyond what's actually there. So you're appreciating stuff that people take a, take for granted every day. For example, um, a cloudy day with the sun rays shooting through the clouds. To me, you know, that's hugs from God. So I love getting those type of pictures where it's like dark and stormy around these bright lights. So like the contrast between the darks and the lights. I love that sort of thing. But even something as simple as a bee gathering pollen from, you know, a flower, different things like that. When you're more observant of the world around you, it changes your world. Yeah. And you photograph it, the Texas landscape. Mm -hmm. mm. Beautiful. I'd love to see your work. There's some, well, I usually do it when I go on different trips too. There's some on my website. I will go. My biggest thing is nature, like the animals and the creatures. And we have a lot of hawks around here and owls and trying to get them is just amazing. And if I would have had my camera out with me, I think yesterday it was, or maybe two days ago, I actually had a hawk on the ground, probably about 20 yards from me. And it was had its claw on a snake and it was just pulling it. Oh, wow. So, I mean that is just something that you don't see every day. And it's like, yeah. Oh my God, I wish I would have had the camera with me. But yeah. you always that have really your phone with you. That's you always, you always have your phone, right? Yeah. 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 So That's what true. happened? Why do you use that? I don't think of the phone. My phone to, <laughs> my phone to, me, my phone to me is such a business yeah. phone. If I mean, I could get a call right in the middle and it's almost like, I got to answer that. I got to answer that. Yeah, or so it could be the VA. I mean, to me, the yeah. phone's just strictly business. I don't think yeah. of the VA, cameras or VA, Facebook. Because they're a pain in the butt to get a hold of. But <laughs> sometimes you can say, hold on a second. I need to be in this moment. You know, yeah. when you take pictures, you're freezing moments in time, especially when we do like family gatherings and stuff when my mom and dad were sick. It's like those were some of the last pictures that I had. Even if it was a matter of we were doing FaceTime, I grab a screenshot because that's the last picture I have of them. When you have those pictures, they can't be replaced, whether they're good pictures or not. They are a picture and moment that is frozen in time for you to preserve. I know when you mentioned the hawks um, out here on our acreage, when I'm walking and all of a sudden there's this loud, big, huge shadow that comes over my head. Inevitably, it's a hawk going over top of me. I'm like, dang, <laughs> I cannot imagine being that. <laughs> That's because it does, it's like all of a sudden it's, it's almost like a, a low flying plane or something. They're, oh, wow. Well, yeah. Well, I do. The, the first time my wife came here from Georgia. And we have the tall woodpeckers. We're talking good two to three feet. And one flew over her head. And she's like, what the hell was that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or explain what a magpie or a grackle is. Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I and do have a historic grasshoppers. They're like Ugh. this long, like this tall. I've seen them. They're huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do yeah. have a... I guess a comment. Greg, can uh, can I'm going to put a photo up. Can you share it for me? Yeah. Okay. So, Robert, I've been going through your portfolio this, this whole time. Oh. And I just want to say that this is the most beautiful photo I've ever seen. Because I think it captures so much emotion in one photo. And I've never, like, really 
I mean, I've kind of seen it, but not like this because it is just like a crisp photo, but I can feel like what she's feeling or what I think that she is. And so I just, I mean, I don't know. I was going through your portfolio and I just had to stop and I was like, dang, like this is like a breathtaking photo. It is truly like amazing. But you can see all of like your passion in photography and your love for life and the environment and everything like that. You can have that is conveyed in the photo but then so is like her emotion with the background and everything. I mean, this is just a perfect photo. So I wanted to comment on it because I was like, I have to say something because this is amazing. That like so. would be an awesome painting. It's, it's amazing. It Thank almost doesn't look so real. I mean, the way, yeah. was that planned or not planned or? She just, uh, just, you know, there's an energy that builds when you're working with another person. And, um, she was just comfortable enough to just embody an emotion. And uh, I think that the emotion is, um, I think what, what moved you so much, Amy, is um, when we can feel uh, the joy and the sorrow all in one. Uh-huh. So I, I think that's what's going on with that photograph is that it, 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 we can feel a tear and a smile. Yeah, that's what it almost brings me to tears, but then it's so beautiful, you know, like, and I'm not usually like a sappy moved by photo kind of person, but that image is just like, oh my gosh, it's so, it's just, it's incredible. I, I, I love it. I'm going to have to order it because it's just amazing. Like it's one of those, it's so beautiful. And photography is an art. It's just as much an art as writing or drawing or painting. And it's like, there's a lot of times where you get that one picture, like mm -hmm. she's talking about that one picture. And it's like, you know, it cannot be replaced. Yeah. I guess the other thing that I'd like to ask is, is when you do the photography, I know everything is such a digital age now. Have you ever done the old school fashion where you actually put them in the liquid and then have to hang them to dry? And Oh yeah. That's how I learned. Nice. And that, which I'm grateful for. It was, I mean, it was a lot of hours in the dark room because uh, first you had to process the film and then then you go, you wait for it to, to, to develop and then you go to print it, which, and you have your three different formulas to print. But what that taught me, I was very grateful when the digital uh, mm -hmm. revolution occurred because it was, it was, quite time consuming and you had to be in a room with chemicals, which there was something nice about the solitude of the dark room, but I love that I can do it. Uh, that digitally, you, I use a digital dark room. And what I try to do is I try to honor what I learned in the dark room, like the regular dark room, the old fashioned dark room, which wasn't, you couldn't do a lot. So you had to get it right in the camera. And I'm glad that I learned that to really master that craft so that I wouldn't always think that I can fix it later in Photoshop. Because what that does by saying I'll fix it later is it gives us permission to not be fully present and aware right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, you can fix everything later, you know? It and also, I think, takes away from the moment. Yeah. If you're fixing it later, you're not in the moment and looking for that right moment. Yes. So I love, 
I love having being able to use Photoshop as my vehicle, but I try not to stray too far away from the uh, what the simplicity of the things I could do in the dark room. Mm -hmm. Although there's some great new things, and I was just thinking about it when you said you did landscape. In Photoshop, they have a new tool called Sky Replacement, where you can seamlessly put any sky you want that's your work into another photograph, like just with a push of a button. Yeah, but again, I, I'm kind of a purist. Yeah, I guess good. When it comes to that, because I'm like, I like the purity of seeing something, you know, that's created, you know, and yeah. not by me, but by nature and God. And it's like, I'd rather have, see the beauty that's there and be able to show you the beauty that's there with the right angle with the picture. Yes. That makes a lot of sense because, yeah. I mean, you, you really do want the moment from when you were mm -hmm. taking the photograph. Yeah, it's like my mother, she passed in January, but it's like a couple of Christmases ago, she was cracking up. And it's like, you can't replace something like that. You can't put it elsewhere. We take a big, huge family picture of the year my dad passed. We had an empty chair there. My sister goes, well, I can put like a phantom picture of dad there. And I'm like, no, just the empty chair, because that means something. And so it's like, when you play around with it, you almost take away the meaning of the picture at that moment. Yes. Now, I know with us, with our backgrounds that we have, of course, there's lights all through here. I'm blinded practically. <laughs> with, photogra with photography, I'm sure you have to deal with a lot of lights and a lot of blinding situations. No, I am. Uh, you know, it's it's. I'm a purist also, like you, CJ, and um, although I do find that sky replacement fascinating, but um, <laughs> but I don't. I never use artificial lighting. It's always what's there. Um, I'm not much of a studio uh, set it up type of artist. It's it's more about the relationship that's nourished between myself and the other person. And then it turns into a collaboration where it becomes two artists expressing themselves. So lights, assistance, all that stuff, I don't use any of that. It's just my camera and basically just my ability to connect with another human being. The heart connection is the most sophisticated tool there is. Yeah. See, that really comes across in your photos, and in my opinion, because it's like, I said earlier, you can feel all the emotion, but in every single photo, as I sit here and go through all of your portfolios, you can really feel your passion and love for what you do. And I think that that's really hard to convey as a photographer, but I think that you capture it very well. I mean, it's like, I mean, I could sit here and go through these all day and I'm just like amazed. <laughs> I mean, that's just, and then, you know, it's, I'm a mother of two that are, you know, 13 months apart. So being amazed is kind of hard. But I mean, this is just, um, I mean, they're amazing because they're beautiful and mysterious and full of emotion. But I mean, the whole essence of it behind it is truly just your passion. And I think that that is one of the most beautiful things in your in your portfolio of any aspect of what you do. And it comes across when you're speaking, just talking to us, right? Like, I know nothing of photography. I am just, I'm here. <laughs> but it's, you know, one of those that it's, 
so beautiful that people, I feel like in a sense, take for granted because we do have our phones. So everyone feels like they're a photographer. But then when we go and look at your portfolio, we really know what a photographer is. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it, for a lack of better like sentence of putting together, everyone is not a photographer. Okay. Like you can think it in your mind and it's okay. You are in your mind. <laughs> But you are not as great as Robert. Like, it's just, that's the true statement. I will, that's a hill I'm willing to die on. I'll die on that hill. Cause it's a, it's a, it's true. It truly is, which I love. So. I've gone through those like, pictures. Yeah. And looking at them and the, the water and the sky one specifically, I was looking in that one. It's almost like um, contemporary dance. To me, contemporary dance shows a picture in just a unique way within the dance itself and you've done that in one single picture in a lot of these yes and it was beautiful yes. i absolutely love it robert it is friday family night in my time in my household so i do have to go but i wanted to be on to meet you because of your portfolio so i'm so glad that you joined us and that i got to meet you because it is just like amazing i truly have less i'm sad to go but my my children, they're only two and one, so I have to go spend time with them while they're little. But thank you so much for coming on, thank and you. I just yes. keep, keep doing what you're doing because it is it is beautiful, Robert. Thank I, you, I love it. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye, you guys. I was going to say, so, like, for example, when you're going through these pictures, um, if you've watched any of, like, the contemporary dance dances, the the movement and the beauty is just spectacular. And you've combined, for example, in the water and the sky, you've combined that beauty with, you know, the oceans and the sky behind it. And you've made it all in one snap. You've created, you've created the beauty of like a an entire contemporary dance in one sample picture. You'll have to send me a, uh a video of, of, of something that, that reminds you of it. I'd love to see something. Yeah. I, yeah. And uh, I'm sitting here trying to think what I was fixing to ask, but uh, Sorry. I got, I got sidetracked there. No. no. <laughs> well, I mean, you've also done sports and you've done the Grammys and stuff like that. It's, what would you say would be the difference between the sports and the Grammys with the people-wise? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, all, people are all the same. It's, I'm celebrating them. Um, when, when you say I did the Grammys, I, I was the official artist. Basically, what that means is for it was in 2005, they gave me a Grammy and said, you just go ahead and make a piece of art representing what the Grammys represent to you. Oh, wow. So they, and then they go ahead and use that image for everything for that year. So it's not like I, I wasn't there taking pictures of any of okay. that. I, I was there. I, I was the, I, the official visual artist of the Grammy Awards. And, um, you know, between and then for the the Olympics, I I did I I did portraits of many of the Hall of Fame Olympians, and so in addition with what was the other one you you mentioned? Um, oh, FIFA. FIFA. FIFA was just like the Grammys. I just made a piece of art okay. representing America's participation in the first ever 
World Cup played on the African continent. So all that work was basically my work about humanity, about humanity, tri of tri the triumphant spirit of humanity um, from, from going to the World Cup to uh, winning a Grammy Award because they're a, a poet who who has conquered the the their their vision and 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 is is being celebrated for for their creativity and their triumphant spirit. So how do you pick your subjects? Because I'm looking through some of these specifically in the military ones, which they are beasts, by the way. I'm looking through them, um, <laughs> but no, they are. You got to see them, and it's okay. like. How do you, how do you pick your subjects, and how does it flow to create some of the stuff that you've got on here? Well, I've been very fortunate because my, I've made a lot of photographs of what what I like to call the outliers, which are, for instance, the police officers, firefighters, military, uh, first responders, um, and not only that, house painters and just people that you, you wouldn't normally like to break out from the homogenous world that a lot of people uh, uh, were used to with, with yoga photography. And they find me because what happens is the photographs start to communicate with them because they speak for themselves. And then people will trust me because of, because uh, they see the work and, and it's honest and it's sincere. And yeah, there's no BS. So, and those are uh, a lot of those people are hard people to 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 win their trust. So, but I think that because I've been consistent and worked, allowed people to tell their stories through my lens, that they they begin to just come to me, and it makes it very easy for me. Well, KC says hi, and no KC, hi KC. I'm sure we all know who that is. At least a lot of us do. She's been on our show. <laughs> but with, I mean, the pictures that you do, it's like, like I said, you got to be in that moment. And do you, I know you go searching for these people, but do any of these people come searching for you as well? Yes. yes. That's, that's usually, we, we find each other. A lot of the time they do, they do search for me, but it's with, with the prisons and with the military, I work with different organizations and they just get me through the door. And then a lot of those people have seen my work or heard that I, I worked in, in the prison system. So usually there's already a, 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 a nice entryway because reputation is everything and I, I, I don't lie, cheat or steal. You know, I'm very honest with my camera and I don't take pictures, I make pictures, which is a big difference in what a lot of people are used to with photography is a lot of photographers are just out for their own gain to, to better themselves with it rather than taking into deep consideration that there's another human being in collaboration with you on the other side of the lens. And I have to say the wording there is just remarkable. You make instead of take. And that right there just says it all. And it's like one of the things that I like to say is 
affordable instead of cheap. So, I mean, wording is everything. And especially being an author and CJ an author, she knows wording is everything. And just the make and not take, that right there is, I just can't explain how words like that make me feel. Awesome, yeah. Well, you're almost working with, and, and looking at your pictures and talking with you, you're working with your subjects. You're not taking pictures of your subjects. You're working together in conjunction and you're helping them to tell their story. Yes. That's the beauty behind it. And so I give you lots of props for it because like I said, and looking through some of those pictures, they're just amazing. Thank you. You know, it didn't just come like, oh, I didn't just know that. I, I know that because I was a thief. Mm -hmm. Oh. You know, I, I didn't know that I, I didn't have the awareness the first part of my career uh, to develop, like, to really care about mm -hmm. what I was photographing. And it was more about trying to get something, trying just trying to get, like, the greatest shot in the world, which you have to be willing to just open up your camera and throw everything away if it's not done with integrity. Well, it's yeah. one of my favorites, Anubis. Anubis is on. <laughs> Anubis. Maybe was here earlier. She had to leave to go for family time, but she says hi, Anubis. Uh, now, and a lot of this is coming from the heart with the pictures, and you can actually see it if you go through the site there. And, I mean, you can really feel it. Uh, it's like, like I said, that one moment, it's like, it's just, it's like you can almost read it right then and there. And I guess an author, the words come to you, but just seeing the vision, the vision's a little bit different than words. So I, I mean, that to me, I have to give you kudos for that. It's, you know, I, it, it, it is interesting because, uh, but if you could sing your words, then I think that that is the most powerful quality. That may be they, they, they would shoot me in this state if I sang my words. <laughs> that may be painful for some more listening. It's almost like on um, my The Journey is Real podcast that I have, the other podcast. It's like I'm giving people a voice. You're giving people a voice through this picture and working with them the way that you do. You're allowing them to be vulnerable and Jobs, for example, like the military, the police, the firefighting, and first responders, where they're not allowed to be vulnerable. They can't be vulnerable. They can't risk that because they need that edge. And in doing what you're doing, you're giving them the opportunity to be vulnerable and show that side of them. Yeah. I mean, you know, the just these, these people that are doing their best to heal mm -hmm. things that I mean, I don't know what your guys' history is, but... I'm military family, so yeah, I get it. Right. The, I mean, the things that and he's they, they've had to see, the traumas, things human beings shouldn't see. And I mean, from seeing your, your best friend killed to, to losing a limb to just all this trauma that... You know, I mean, somebody gives me a dirty look and it ruins my day, you know, and it's to, to experience that level of trauma is extraordinary. 
That and the thing that pains me the worst is when people tell me that then they come back here to civilian life and they're putting into civilian life and they're told to just get over it. No, That's one way to watch that. my head explode. Yeah. <laughs> now, I did see a few of the construction ones and it's like, so do you just go to the construction sites and say, hey, I'm just going to be looking for some pictures to take. Do you go to the... I guess the contractors or, or did some of them reach out to you? I have no idea what you're talking about. I could have sworn I saw a construction one on here. Let me go in there and take a look. I, I thought I saw a construction one, but my eyes are a little bit blurry right now anyway. But you know what? We'll go with it. Oh, yeah, I just asked the contractor if I could bring him some donuts <laughs> and coffee. And then well, there's no construction on it. <laughs> Maybe no I hit the wrong site. <laughs> I may have hit the wrong site a minute ago. <laughs> that's all right. I love I'm, it. I'm, <laughs> see, that's well, where I need to be. They're not there. <laughs> okay, I hit. I didn't hit studio. Yeah, I did a search. I did a search, and I didn't hit studio. So it, it was the best question anyone's ever asked me. Seriously, I loved it. Question uh, of the night. <laughs> obviously, it's been a long week, and I got a long week ahead too. <laughs> but I mean, the pictures are gorgeous. I have been through them, like I said, and I have seen a lot of the military, the, a lot of the yogas, the prison. I've seen a lot of the ones in Africa, and they are just gorgeous. I, that's what I just, like I said, my eyes just see differently than what yours would be, because you can catch that moment. So can I ask you a strange question? Because that's what I do. I ask strange questions. Um, we've talked about everybody else's journey. Can we talk about yours? What brought you to this point? Because you didn't just as you said earlier, you weren't that way in the beginning of your photography journey. What brought you along the journey to where you are? I, I would say a deep desire to make sense of the world and to... That on. Usually there's something big that tends to flip a switch somewhere. No, I never had a... Uh, there's no dramatic situation that occurred that um it was a slow evolution of just it all started when i was a teenager and i started to feel insecurity and sadness and all those things that teenagers tend to feel and i i happened to be guided towards the photography program and so i just i tried really hard to to learn a, a language so that I could express myself. And that's where it all came from because I was not born with any talent. I was not good at art. I, I didn't like art when I was growing up very much. And, but what happened was there was just this ferocious desire to self-express and to communicate and, and, Art became my language to do that. And I had to learn it. Uh, and I was very clumsy at it for many years. And then eventually I trained myself to be fluent in it, which is, is pretty much a miracle. Awesome. So thank you so much for sharing your heart and sharing a little bit of your story. I appreciate that. Um, 
like I said, your the pictures, I don't even know, pictures aren't right, the right word. The photographs that you take, Both. the moments in time that you create and that you seize um, is a beauty that everybody needs to see in the world. And it doesn't matter what the background is. Everybody's got a story in there somewhere and you're allowing them an opportunity to share that with the world. So thank you for that. Thank you. I went back. I clicked the. I actually clicked your link instead of trying to type it in this time. <laughs> I want to go to that construction site. What is it? You know, you know. I think doing construction yoga would be pretty cool, especially if they get up on top of those beams. Okay. I yeah. I did catastrophe adjusting for a while. Residential where you climb roofs. I cannot imagine doing yoga on a roof. I mean, I was pretty proficient at it, but I can't imagine going those beams up there doing yoga, but it would be kind of interesting. You know, people do do that because of the, the world we live in now in social media. You know, people will do things at the edge of a skyscraper and, uh, and people die trying to get a lot of likes on social media. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't go for that. To me, I'm safety first, and that, that just doesn't sound safe. So that's me. Yeah. On the ground, I'm good, or one hand at least on the ground, I'm good. But yeah, no, come on now. No, you got to be able to do the heights. I can't, I'm scared. I to, I'm scared to death of heights. So no, there was one house I went to that was four stories tall, and it was one of those really old-fashioned ones where there was like brick up the two sides, and it was like an L on the top. And I'm looking at this roof thinking, how am I going to get up four stories tall? And so I asked the lady, I said, is there an attic roof, an attic that goes, attic window that goes out that I can climb out under the roof? And she's like, you're nuts. She's like, you're actually trying to figure out how to get on this roof. I said, well, I have to in order to adjust your roof. So I did. I went up all four stories, went out and went on top of that roof. And I loved it because it was so quiet on those roofs. Kids could be down screaming, yelling, having a ball. And I'm just sitting in this peaceful thing, just watching the sunset or rise or watching birds fly as I'm adjusting this roof in my own little world. So it can be fun. <laughs> now, I will say the one with the Navy and the anchor chain, because those are anchor chains, that almost... That kind of says the size of some of those anchor chains right there. Yes. And yeah, that was at Pearl Harbor on the USS Missouri. And to me, that was that was an extraordinary moment because it's just it's not something you see every day. Uh, a guy in his navy whites doing this exquisite dancer pose at the front of the boat, the ship, and with the American flag. And it's, it's what it is, is it's, it's pointing toward the, a new direction, a new way of thinking, which we're in right now. I mean, at the Olympics, I mean, it was one of the main stories was uh, about taking care of mental illness. So we're in, we're, we're realizing that, that we are so screwed up and we have to, we have to have the tools to, to heal. Well, part of that is the social media because especially this generation that grew up with social media because they're used to putting this mask on where everything is great. Everything is fine. Everything is, you know, rainbows and unicorns and look at my picture and check out all my likes and hopefully I'm going to go viral. And it's like they, they don't understand that life is real. You know, there are real struggles. There are real things that people are facing every day and they don't just mm -hmm. get over it. They don't just, you know, suck up and move on. 
Sometimes you can, but you have to deal with it eventually. Otherwise, you're going to end up in situations like I give Simone Biles major props for what she did because she's like, I can't do this right now. I'm not in the headspace to do it. And she is an amazing gymnast. So for her to do that was, I think, the perfect way to show the world that, you know, not everything is okay. I definitely agree with that. You know, the other. all of the uh, military organizations that I work with, just as much as they want to uh, provide um, active duty service members and veterans with the tools to be able to deal with the trauma that they've experienced, they focus just as much on the families, mm -hmm. just as much because of the trauma that you have experienced as well, going through that with a loved one. Yeah, it's Definitely. not it's not easy by any stretch, but the way I look at it is what my husband went through was 10 times worse than I will ever face. And the fact that he did that for me, you know, and for every other person in this country is, you know, I consider it an honor to be his wife and to walk through this with him. And so when you have that healthy respect for people in general, but mainly our frontliners, like our military, our EMS, our police, firefighting, first responders, when you have that healthy respect for them, it makes their job a lot easier. And when, you know, getting them a cup of coffee, um, going to a pizza place, I saw four police officers the other day and I said, don't let them play for the, pay for their meal. I'm paying for their meal right now. They didn't know it. They're never going to know it. Just somebody paid for their meal and that will make their day more than anything else that can be ever done. And so when you have that health respect for our first responders, our military, our police, our, you know, all of that, it just makes their job just that much easier because it is not an easy job 24 seven. No, no. I mean, if I told you half of the stories that you told me, you would be like, no way. But definitely, it's, I'm getting, I can hear the chimes coming in from the other room right now. <laughs> I'm being paged. <laughs> but anyway, it was definitely nice having you on our show. And you. people, go check out his site. He does have portraits that he sells. Mm -hmm. You want and credit. They are, you for doing they are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank they you for doing what you do, sir. Yes, and thank you for being on our show. And we look forward to talking to you again. I hope so. Thank you guys for being interested. I mean, really, it's it's one of the greatest things that you can be is, is interested rather than trying to be interesting. And you guys have a, a profound quality about you. Thank you. Ah, thank you. And everyone else, we will catch you on Tuesday morning. Tuesday. Our new time and, and new day. You yes, get us Tuesday morning, 11 a.m. And y'all get us twice that day because we have a convention coordinator coming on Tuesday night at 6 p.m. So are we doing three next week? No, we're doing four next week. Okay, what are they? I know the 11 o'clock one and then the 6 o'clock on Tuesday. What else? We have RenFest on Texas RenFest on Thursday. Thursday. And then we have Eastern Rim and NerdCon on Saturday. And All it's right, nothing guys, but festivals and conventions. Get us for a whole week. <laughs>
<laughs> Definitely a whole week. And everyone, adio, and we will catch you all on Tuesday.